Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Bug Eye's Rock Pop Rambles. I am your host, Kerry, from the band Bug Eye. And today I am hosting with my partner in crime, the wonderful... Thought you were going to say your name. <laughs> well, no, I thought I would do what you normally do in the show. <laughs> I stand and sit there staring at me. And I'm like, you're I mean, that, to say that was name, a long Carrie. time. Like you should have cottoned on, before, I know. you know, earlier than you did. Well, I was, I was exaggerating it just to show you how painful it is when you <laughs> that did That was painful. Me. I was like holding my breath. That was stressful. I didn't enjoy that at all. So Angela. How you doing? How you- I'm here, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm okay. Went for a walk. That's good. Today. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and it was a sunny day today. It was nice. No, it was nice. So I, I went for a walk in the park. I managed to post some bug eye merchandise later than, than I promised I would do. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, apology how, notes how, how long has that been <laughs> that you were supposed to post that? I'm not going to say because I feel so bad about it. But there was Perfect. there was a little apology note and like um, a plectrum or something that went in. I think no. Oh shit, no. And they're probably going to listen to this. No, where's my free plectrum? Failed. Massive, massive. Sorry. Fail. <laughs> you buy more merchandise. I'll give you a plectrum. <laughs> well, moving on swiftly from that, um, <laughs> we have some wonderful guests on the podcast today. Which I'm very excited about. We are joined today by one of our most favouritest bands on the planet, the wonderful and amazing Hanny and Clara from Ark. I like how you waved, Hanny. Yeah, I just you know old old habits. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, right? When we're looking at each other on the camera, it's like these days you feel like you're in a room with people. It's the closest that you get to it. We, I don't know that you feel like you're in a room. Well, you convince yourself <laughs> mm. <laughs> to stave off the loneliness. <laughs> it's going to end up being like multiple monitors. <laughs> like in sci-fi films when they have to consult a higher council. Look, okay, what what I've chosen to spend my money on in lockdown is my business. <laughs> <laughs> like one on each end of the sofa. <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's been a tough year, guys, okay? <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Pretty good. You go, Clara. Oh, okay. I was going to let you go. Yeah, I'm good. I, I went, uh, went out in for a walk in the sun too, so... The sun just makes me like the happiest person. So I'm having a great day. Same here. I feel like I feel like going for a walk in the sun was the thing to do today. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, I feel like lockdown has certainly been the, like there's no dressing it up. It's been up and down like a bitch. Absolutely. But currently, we're on and up. So I'm just yeah. I'm just rolling with it. I totally agree. I'm totally on and up at the moment. I feel like the past year has been a roller coaster. I feel like I've been on a bit of a journey um, and like I've got to a point now where the sun is out and everything feels like maybe it's going to be okay. But can I just say, looking on my, um, I'm in, I'm in sunny Croydon right now, um, where I always am, it's where I live. I don't know why I said that. Um, but <laughs> forecast for Tuesday next week is snow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Angela, I don't need to hear shit like that right now. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're on the up. Did you hear that bit? We're on the up. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be bringing a straight crashing back down just as we're feeling good about life. At least you know, though, like... <laughs> This, this, the climate in this country is just weird, but at least we have something to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. True. That's all we ever do as British people. Yeah. But it's, it's been a great year. Well, it's been a great year for, for you guys. No, no, but your, your music's flying. You're doing really, really well. I mean, a million, you hit a million streams. That's not like something to. We, we really like, we got so excited when it got to 900,000 and then we just kind of like other things were happening a lockdown happened yeah. and then Hanny's parents were like it's going to hit a million in two days and we were like really <laughs> we're like we'd like completely not looked at it in so long but that but, like yeah. last week they were calling me every day they were like so it's at this now and I think it's probably going to be tomorrow or the day after very very cute but to be honest, I wouldn't have t- we wouldn't have had time to bake the uh, millionaire shortbread if it wasn't yeah. there. So really, yeah, good. it was good, <laughs> <laughs> and that's obviously the most important thing. We honestly we'd planned that for so long. Ever hit a million streams on anything that that would yeah. be we did. Yeah, Amazing. we were like we've got to do it, and then I was like, oh god, I've got to learn how to make millionaire shortbread. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a baker, so it's an interesting time. No, but seriously, guys, you've been doing so incredibly well. And I mean, the, well, the amazing singles that you've been putting out um, since since the time, I think. Um, when did I first hear you play? At the Lady Luck Bar, actually. Um, so it was that long ago? Because Bug Eye played a show with you there. And that's what I was like, this band's amazing. That was the, and, the, um, first, the day when that drum rug was moving. Oh, it, oh, it was bizarre. <laughs> and the drummer one time ended up like fully in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I remember that. Got got a love a moving drum rug. Yeah, oh, it was bad. It was uh, extra bad, I think, because that floor is so shiny. <laughs> and there's not much it's room in there either. It, it's, it's shiny because it's getting polished by the drum rug. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> It was it was a really great gig, and I've just been a fan of it ever since. And then, of course, she came and played for Cray Cray Land Festival. Oh, we loved that. Well, that was an amazing day. Oh, thank you. So fun. But uh, you, you guys were absolutely brilliant. And I don't know, every, every time you put something out, you just get that bit further up the musical career ladder, which is great to see. No, seriously, it is. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. So we are theming today's show about Brighton. Hey. <laughs> I've done some shit research. <laughs> I'm trying, gonna try and make it. I mean, it does have interesting musical history. It does. Mm-hmm. Whether I do it justice or not, we'll we'll have to. Oh, we history yeah. anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, you yeah. you can tell us anything. And I'm like, mm-hmm, wow. Oh, that's great. I should have made loads of stuff up. I might have made stuff up actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. So. You've you've got a single out. Should we start off with that, Kerry? Should we play? Yeah, let's do it. Their single. So, do you do you want to tell us a little bit about about the song? Sure, Go on. Go can on. do. Yeah, um, deep is our latest single. We um, collaborated with our um, our kind of like mentor and producer Steve Ansel, lovely guy. 
and Katie Davidi is our amazing mastering engineer. She's incredible if you ever want a mastering engineer. And the song is all about getting what you want. Deep. <laughs> we did want to theme this um, show about things that were deep, like the deep <laughs> stuff. I, saw. I, I, feel, I feel like that might have run dry really fast. <laughs> here, here, here. Well, should we play it then rather than me talking again? <laughs> yeah, so this is Deep from Ox. My, uh, my best friend's little brothers from school today because um, we've been like they're in our sport bubble we're doing today a whole homeschool thing and um and they had when they were playing at their art class the other day with all their friends from school and so they were like oh your new song and all these little nine-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> oh 
that's amazing. That's living the dream right there. When the nine-year-olds know who you are and love your music, that's when you've made it. I did think they were, they were, they were like walking a little bit closer to me now, you know, like they're just so embarrassed. Uh, amazing. I had quite a few people come up to me at work and they're like, oh, you're in ARCs. And I was like, I get really suspicious of them. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Have you been following me? <laughs> like, um, but no, I don't know. I feel we have to talk a bit more confidently about it now because we're like definitely those who would play down what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we both had to, because we're like have like for the majority of the time been DIY artists. We've had to learn to like sell ourselves. But um, still, if someone asks what you do, I'm like, oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm, I pay to be in a band, basically. Yeah, yeah driving exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. true, though. That thing of like selling yourself is so difficult. Um, oh, like, I think that we totally can um, kind of empathise with that. I think that we have the same issue a lot of the time. Yeah, it's like yeah. that horrific, cringy, like writing a personal statement every single day <laughs> yes it is you're right that's, that's a really good way to put it <laughs> it's a really good way to put it yeah it just it just really is is difficult to do isn't it because when when in unless you're an absolute dickhead right like when do you ever talk about yourself going yeah i'm great we're amazing this dj loves us blah 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 blah, blah. you know it just doesn't come naturally, does it? Really, because right. yeah, if, we, music, were, if we had to sell bug eye and you had to sell arcs, we'd be fine. Yeah, yeah totally. Always sell someone else. That's true. Totally Don't worry true. about us, but listen to bug eye. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Do you have you found as well that this year, sort of, without having like the usual ways we would sell ourselves, right, in terms of like getting out and doing gigs and stuff, and having to find new ways to sell yourself, like, have you found that quite difficult, or have you sort of enjoyed that challenge? Like, how's that been for you? Want to go? Being quite like interesting. I mean, I 100% miss gigs, and we would always count ourselves as like a live band. And I think that's like the way we've kind of built our audience a little bit is like just traveling around and like meeting people is like our favorite thing to do. So it's been very weird, but I think like actually having to think outside the box a bit and like thinking about what we're doing and like even like when we released Call Me Crazy, we like did a podcast and we were trying to do things like we did. I mean, we've done a million live stream things, but, um, and like with deep, we like did a live stream from the bath and it was just little things like that, where I think like you just kind of have to think a little bit weird, <laughs> which yeah. we quite like. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of a nice opportunity to be creative, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly would say I, I, I haven't like preferred it. No, <laughs> I, I, I would much rather be on tour for like four months of the year. But um, as you say, like with with new like circumstances, there's more opportunities, and you have to like try and adapt to whatever you're doing now. So like, mm. there's a lot of situations like we never would have learned how to record over Zoom. Oh no, I was really sceptical, <laughs> but it kind of worked. And then like some of the stuff that we've written coming like for the next few releases, it would never have sounded like it did if we had been doing what we'd like kind of our process from pre-COVID. Mm. So in a, in a weird way, it has kind of like blended in with our creativity as well, which has yeah. been uh, interesting and 
Yeah. Sure. You gotta take silver linings, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's all you've got. That's all you've got. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so you mentioned um your podcast then. So um could you tell us a little bit about your super fun podcast? <laughs> Go on, uh, it's called Arcs Us Anything. Um, and it really great name, worked. great name, by the way. <laughs> we've really a picked, very versatile name. Yeah, we've really picked a bad name, which is really versatile by accident. So it was really quite useful. Um, but yeah, we basically, what do we talk about? We have a question segment at the beginning. We started doing a quick fire round, which is very funny because I'm so slow. It's not even, <laughs> there's nothing quick about it. It comes in in the editing. <laughs> that, that, that may not serve you well in the quiz later. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then we have, um, we we used to do this segment on our um, Instagram stories when we were on tour called Dear Diary, where we every night we would like do an Instagram story of like what happened in the day. And we just kind of did it as a piss take. And then all of a sudden, lots of people were tuning in every <laughs> night and it was getting like loads of views. And then we stopped because we went off tour and everyone was like, where did it go? And I was like, well, now I'm just living my daily life. Oh, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> exciting about that at all. I'm it not really like... funny because like the first day we were like, so today we're in London and we're doing this. And then like by the end, we're like, no, we're in Berlin. <laughs> where, where are we? I don't know. <laughs> don't know where we are anymore yeah i think we, we just, just did a sound check oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good, gone lost but yeah so then we just do um loads of bedtime themed questions nice which is it i'll be honest i don't know how many more bedtime themed questions we can come up with but it's been ent- it's entertaining if the people what they want is yeah what I, like. <laughs> I don't I like know it. if it's what they want but it's what, they're <laughs> what what has been your favorite question that you've been asked so far for the podcast um, top bunk or bottom bunk uh-huh. yeah. it's a pretty you can tell a lot from a person from that question I'd say <laughs> that's true <laughs> It's very true. Wait, try- how about you two? <laughs> I was just, well, that's why I was trying to think what my answer would be. I feel like I can go either way depending on the situation. I think it depends who the other person is. Yeah, right. Right. This yeah. was very similar to my answer. I was like, it's it's a case of like I have a severe mistrust in bunks. <laughs> it's a case of do I want to fall on them or do I want them to fall on me? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like also in the top bunk, the thing I feel really conscious about like moving around mm. like and keeping the other person awake. Cause I feel like if you're moving yeah. in the top bunk, you're like, you're moving everything. Do you know what I mean? Clara's a perfect top bunk. She yeah. sleeps like a dead person. <laughs> really, I'm like in and that's me. I'm done. So like, it's quite useful. In, yeah, see, when we were in, um, where were we in Ghent? We had a triple bunk. Oh, yeah. And I have to say that was a bit hairy because that, it was also in a caravan. Hairy. And it was like, I was on the very top and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. <laughs> like, it definitely was moving. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's a lot hairier is the sleeping compartments uh, on trains in India where you'll have three levels of beds, but they're not even like attached to a frame. They just sort of like come down and they're attached to like this little flimsy chain, like to the wall. Being on the top one of them is like, I'm not convinced Ooh. that this is staying here. Like <laughs> that sounds like a roller coaster. It's terrifying. Yeah. I never I hadn't slept in a bunk bed in, in a good ten years. And then when we started touring I was I was in one every night. Like I was on gonna, the top. 
I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the last time I was in a bunk bed was probably about 10 years ago in Amsterdam. And yeah. there was like six of us um, in this room with three bunk beds and there was gangbang written on the wall in highlighter. <laughs> lovely place it was it was great and you could like see um like one of the brothels like out of the window and we were like 18 and like watching people come in and out of the brothel nice yeah i feel like when you're on tour you just if a bed is a bed like we have slept in some places and i'm like i would never ever like i think the best we had was also was it in amsterdam honey yeah and and honey's dad had (laughs) he He was like like, really concerned that we would get get into the wrong area it was our first ever tour away so he was like i'll book your one in amsterdam and i was like okay and he booked this hotel and it was off the main strip of the red light district yeah like the main bar that did one pound drinks we were driving around for so long because we couldn't find the road we were like where is this road and then i was like i think that's the road and it was was an actual red light district and we were driving down like and then you turn right and it it was like genuinely like our window looked out onto it we were like okay like you drive into the car park and half it's all one part one hotel but like this side all the lights in the rooms are is what are like white yeah and this side it's all red <laughs> and like, we walk into reception and it's me and clara and clara's flatmate and best friend chloe who was doing some driving for us and this man looks at me and he's like so uh honey piddock mrs and miss <laughs> We were like wetting ourselves. Amazing. So I don't think we slept. We put the loudest rain sounds on we could possibly find. <laughs> it was like, it was like come some kind of like rainstorm happening in our room. We were like, something, please. I mean, I don't know why you're complaining. You're right at the center of the action. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. We didn't want to be at the center of the action, to be honest. That's fair. That's totally fair enough. <laughs> right well that went really off piece (laughs) it's the best way it should always go off piece i love it if we start talking about the red light district and bunk beds (laughs) and rain sounds to drown out other sounds yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) can recommend they did work good to know good to know yeah um, so Angela, do you want to tell us a bit about what you've been researching today? <laughs> I don't even really know what you've researched, so I'm not even sure how to introduce it. I don't know where I went off on such a tangent with this, right? And <laughs> I think I think you've done this something is... to do with the music history of Brighton. Is that right? Yes, yes. I okay, have. good. I have. And it goes way back. It goes way back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, obviously Brighton's musical history, musical history. Yeah, that is right. I suppose you could say that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible, isn't it really? So, you know, from the Hippodrome to the Pavilion, Hope and Ruin, the Corn Exchange, it's pretty much got some great legendary venues and artists that have come from there. Um, and music has kind of been rooted in Brighton's history for a really, really long time. <laughs> You're going to know how long because I'm going to talk about it, obviously. <laughs> um, going way back. To King George the Fourth. <laughs> Do you know anything about King George the Fourth? <laughs> Do I know him? <laughs> no, 
It's obviously from like 1811, though. Is it the person who built the pavilion? Yes, correct. Yeah. So he was a massive fan of um, Brighton from 1811 to 1820. It was his favourite retreat. And he commissioned John Nash to build the Royal Pavilion as a sort of um, pleasure palace, is just what he called it. Um, (laughs) Was he off the red light? (laughs) (laughs) I think, well, actually, with his mistresses and say, yes, I would say so. And you're going to hear a bit about crazy King George. No rain sounds in the 1800s. The, 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 the Pleasure Palace, I heard that's where Ark stayed in, in uh, Yeah, <laughs> can recommend. Turn up, good. But even though it was like a Pleasure Palace, it was pretty much for me, myself and I, like it wasn't open to the, the general public. Um, and he led quite a sort of extravagant lifestyle that contributed to fashions of the Regency era. Are you asleep yet? Um, <laughs> Didn't he, didn't he put his palace there, though, his pleasure palace? Because um, he had a mistress in Brighton and he wanted to come down and visit her. Yes, he did. And he also tried to enforce some laws so he could get a divorce from his... Um, yeah, royals can't trust him, can you? Know? <laughs> um, and he basically, he devoted much of his life to racing, gambling, dining, dancing, music and theatre. Sounds like a pretty good life, yeah, really. Clara. Yeah. 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 You're, just, you're just following in the footsteps of King George. <laughs> <laughs> Saving to but it's build a- my own pleasure palace one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been my dream to be on Grandin's own stuff. <laughs> But, but yeah, he was he was absolutely extravagant and mental, and uh, uh, with with what he was doing, and I mean, even when he was the Prince of Wales, like he racked up so much debt, the government had to bail him out, and then his father disowned him. He was just like, yeah, just uh, didn't have credit cards back then either, so it wasn't exactly very simple to just spend in that way. But um, yeah, it took eight years to build the Royal Pavilion, um, which is an incredible place. Um, if you've been, I'm sure you've been there. Right. But for people who haven't, it's a bit sort of from the outside, sort of Taj Mahal sort of looking place, which if you can imagine 1811, people weren't really used to to seeing buildings like that. And inside it's kind of got this sort of oriental sort of architecture. It's quite exotic looking inside. And he built um, a music room, which had sort of like a fort, well, still does because it's there, um, 40 foot sort of high ceilings with Chinese dragons adorning the walls. And it was his own private music venue. He had 42 musicians stationed at Pavilion. So it was kind of like an early day Spotify. (laughs) <laughs> just be like, come, come play this, come play this. And he's like, yeah. So, and they, they also uh, were decked out in gold lace and their trumpets and drums were made of solid silver. No, I'm just thinking about what his playlist would be called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure Palace and Chill or something. Uh, yeah. Um, but just, just crazy, really. 42 musicians. Um, but just to give you an idea of his spending, all right. So his coronation, um, was really expensive. It cost 243,000, which back then was approximately 22 and a half million. <laughs> and his dad's coronation, um, had only been like about 10,000. So he basically, um, almost bankrupted the country and then put everyone's taxes up. So people hated him. <laughs> wow, we. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't just love music, loved horses. He was a horse fancier. 
Love that sound effect. I know. That was, I was quite impressed by that sound. Um, yeah, he built like this kind of domed um, horse house. That's not what it's called. <laughs> Stable to house horses, 61 horses, right? And it was like kind of based on the um, Pantheon in, in Rome, basically. So you can tell his sort of attitude to things. And today it's obviously the Brighton Dome and home of the headquarters of the Brighton Festival. And yeah, so pretty, pretty cool place. Like, oh I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> I obviously knew that from Joe, Joe, Joe being my mum. Oh yeah, Joe knows everything about horses. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Joe knows everything about Brighton. <laughs> Get her on. He knows everything about horses. Joe friend. <laughs> Did you know there's a tunnel though from um, where the stables, well, it's now the dome, but like an underground tunnel that goes from there into the pavilion. Oh yeah, there's a, they're everywhere. It's so creepy. He had them up to... Up to, which is now the shopping centre, probably wasn't the shopping centre back then. And he had, had a private tunnel to the beach. Because when I used to work at Tiger on the high street, if you go down into the um, stock room, the back of the stock room, there's a, a door to it and you can get into the tunnels. Which really? Like, That's crazy. crazy. That, that just shits on all of my facts about Brighton. <laughs> do you know, do you know? stock room is the answer. Do you know what the reason was that he built the tunnels, apparently? I don't know. No, perhaps, please. Uh, apparently, I read it was so that he could move around Brighton without people seeing how overweight he'd become. Oh, yeah, actually. But before he died, because he died in sort of 1820, he was he suffered from gout. He was really, really poorly. And people used to make fun of him when they saw him in public. So, yeah. yeah. So apparently, he built those tunnels just so he could move around the city without people seeing him because he was... Massive. I remember it being quite a narrow co- corridor. You <laughs> <laughs> must have had to shuffle. Yeah, maybe it was just like a shoot. Maybe he just went... <laughs> just to- <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently by the time he died, he had a 50 foot... No, not 50 foot. 50 inch. <laughs> Corset. <laughs> I was not going to say it. The 50 foot would be quite big. <laughs> That definitely wouldn't be fitting through the tunnel. <laughs> tunnel, honey. Hey, did you go in the tunnel? Yeah. How far did you go? Not far. Like maybe, like maybe I took like five steps and then was like, ah, no. <laughs> was it really creepy? No. Yeah. Hey, does it still go all the way or is it blocked? I don't know how far you can go, but it certainly it runs parallel with North Street. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I bet if you got into there, you could rob loads of the shops there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't put this in. You could certainly rob Tiger, but you'll be there for a while. <clears throat> a, few, a, few, a few days after this podcast comes out. <laughs> Massive, you know, spree of robbings in, uh, in Britain of robbings. I feel like that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thefts. <laughs> Yes, that's the regions. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be a good way to get off work, wouldn't it? Just go in, I'm just going in the stock room, end up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> lost. Yeah. Yeah, lost. 
Uh, well, my only other, well, two interesting facts. So the branding of Brighton Dome, like the logo and stuff like that, my Julia did it. She did all the sort of Brighton Festival stuff as well. So, hey, yeah, she's a clever little, clever little graphic designer. So that's a good fact. This one's not so happy. Um, well, did you know that apparently Hitler has his eye on the pavilion as a holiday home? Yeah. I did know that, and that's yeah. why he didn't bomb it. Yeah. You totally ruined one of my quiz questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for my facts about the pavilion. I've not finished with Brighton yet, but I've finished with the pavilion. But um, maybe we should break this up with some some music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so should we we play some more new music? Let's do it. And then have a bit more of a natter with art. Break this up, make it a bit more interesting than my uninteresting. Sounds, sounds acts, like a plan. So. <laughs> so I've got I've got a song for you. It's not from Brighton. I feel like we could have really like played into the Brighton theme, couldn't we? And gotten all bands from Brighton. Yeah, but we didn't do that. Um, so I've got a band from Belgium. Still begins with a B. I'm gonna take it. So I have. Um, so I have a song from a band called Time to Act. Um. And they are a multi-generational project by four Belgian and Italian dudes that produce protest songs using the pop radio format in order to reach the largest audience possible. Um, So this song is called 30 in 2050. Here it is. The last whale died yesterday So much plastic in her belly We'll be 45 degrees in London today At least 54 in Dubai I might go to the seaside near Paris Indulge in ten-year-old frozen fish Children ask what my daddy bear is Atlantic. 
was 30 in 2050 by Time to Act. Um, and it is the band's second single, which was released by Freaksville Records on the 18th of December. Um, and they say about the song, with thought-provoking lyrics, 30 and 2050 attempts to describe the chilling prospect of what life might well be in 2050 should we all fail to act now. So what did you guys think? I thought it kind of had a sort of, um, I quite liked it, yeah. It had sort of a poppier end of like friendly fires sort of feel to it, I thought, with that one. I feel like um, it reminds me of Owl City, um, that Firefly song. It's got that kind uh, of vibe yeah, to it. yeah. So when did you say they formed? Well, you didn't, did you? I didn't say. I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I, don't have that in- I need to know. I need to know it now. <laughs> what I did say, what I did say was that it was their second single. So probably quite recently. They're a relatively new band, I would say, because it's their second single. Okay. Is that cool. a good enough answer for you, Angela? Yeah. Trying to catch be- me out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really, I really like yeah, that. So you should definitely go check them out. Um they're all sort of their songs are all sort of got that political kind of protest song vibe to them in a pop format um and you can find them at time to act 16 on twitter and time to act music on facebook cool and we'll also put links into the show notes so you don't have to write that down you can just click on the show notes unless kerry forgets to give me the details then it won't be in there (laughs) you're doubting me so early on in the process Well, just just before we heard that that song, we were talking about. I'm not going to go over King George again, but um, I did actually mean to do like a really cool link into then saying, "Arcs." Oh, well, what records would you pick for your Spotify playlist? But I didn't say that, so I'm just going to say it now. What songs would you pick? What are your favourite records? Your top three records of all time that you'd make 42 musicians play in your music room? <laughs> okay, okay. So, question first. Did you mean um, records as in albums or records as in singles? Could be either. I thought you were going to say like record breakers. <laughs> yeah, you could do that if you want. Takes eaten in a day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were asking about music, but it's all changed now. <laughs> um, so my f- three favourite records, well... Like dear to my heart records are Kate Nash made of bricks because it's the reason why I started writing music. Um, Casadega by Bright Eyes and uh, The Con by Tegan and Sarah. Cool. And and how about you, Clara? Um, okay, I've got a bit rogue here. <laughs> well, it's not really, it's not really rogue, but Hannies sound much cooler. <laughs> so- I've gone for way back when Avril Lavigne Let Go album. Oh, it's such a good album. Solid choice. Just, just really <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> just um, hits you in the feels. It just really does. I think I could still sing you every word. I won't, but I think it could. Now, quick question, Clara, about Avril Lavigne. Are you a believer that she's a clone these days? <laughs> No, but I would like to have a podcast just with facts about Avril Lavigne. Oh, we did one. We did. We, we did didn't. One we didn't about, do a um, whole podcast thing. about Avril Lavigne. No, 
but we did the one about the, the, her being a clone. Okay, great. I'm going to listen tomorrow. I love a podcast. Apparently, she's re- that the Avril you see today is actually someone called Melissa. Um, and one of the proof points is that Avril liked to wear trousers back in the day, but Melissa likes to wear dresses. So, you know. Cannot be the same person. No. A person cannot change their style partway <laughs> through their life. No, gosh. I'll, I'll get back to you on if I believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number two is Haim's first album, Days Are Gone. <laughs> Big into it. Love it. Um, and then third one is um, Pink's album, Funhouse, because it was just my fave album. But I, it was like the first album I got into where I listened to it like back to back. Well, I think they're pretty cool picks. I don't think they're... Yeah. Right. With our music taste. <laughs> no, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And do you think that... Um... That, that kind of really plays into your songwriting together that you kind of have such sort of diverse sort of influences going in there. Oh, for sure. Also, I think we both kind of like comfortably all both come back to pop with a bit of an edge. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how our music has travelled, I think. Yeah. You know, obviously we were a bit heavier before, but I think that's just because we were figuring it out. Yeah. And we- really enjoying the physicality of doing that on stage so that we won't lose that but certainly we're like we want to be a rock band playing pop songs and i think you do it really well nailed it is what i would say achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right so but i'll tell you what was cool um is huggy bear and i didn't know that huggy bear the band were from brighton i bet you guys knew that or did you i don't know who huggy bear <gasps> yeah neither do i oh my God. Well, no let me tell you i don't have much on this and this is really disappointing that um there is not more about this band online because they're actually really important um so we're sort of moving forward in time to a musical development that was happening on both sides of the atlantic it was the birth of riot girl um so while bikini kill were forming in the u.s and writing kick-ass records and um, uniting women. And in the seaside town of Brighton, that's exactly what Huggy Bear were also doing. Um, And they called themselves the sort of girl-boy revolutionaries um, in reference to their sort of political philosophy and the gender makeup of their their band. Um, And for the majority of their existence, they refused to be photographed or interviewed by mainstream press. And they never gave their full names added on their their records or anything like that. And um, even though there was like a major sort of bidding war by all the big labels to sign them, they stayed with the indie label Ouija Records. Um, And then they obviously released their own material, but their avant-garde EP Running Impossible to Burst was released in 1992, which really repelled repelled that's not what i meant to say (laughs) yeah repelled everyone (laughs) propelled them into kind of a bigger arena and they actually started working closely with bikini kill and um they they actually did a split album together which i never knew about so one one side of the lp was from catcall records which was huggy bear and Kill All Rock Stars, which was Bikini Kill, um, they, they had the other side. And it was like, Our Troubled Youth and Yeah, 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 which is where the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's get their name from. Um, so, yeah, so basically each band had their, their own side and they toured together um, wow. across the UK and Europe and then again in the States. 
Um, and they were kind of the two core bands that really kind of kick started, even though neither bands would ever state that kind of claim to it. But the two of the most important bands that kick started the Riot Girl movement, um, in both countries. Um, yeah. And my last fact about Huggy Bear, because this is the only other thing I could really find out about them, um, is that they went to play one of their songs on um, the show The Word. Have you heard of The Word? Really, really. Davina McCall used to be on it, but back in the day when I, she, actually, I, I can't say she's not cool. Now, can I? But that's what I want to say. Back in the day when she was cool. She still is cool, but like a bit cool cooler um back there but it was a music it was a music show where l7 um one of the the members of l7 pulled out a tampon he used tampon and threw it in the crowd it was it was this show with like really crazy um uh sort of backdrops with green screens and psychedelic stuff and it was like a real sort of party grungy show it was really really cool but um basically so huggy bear and their fans became upset about something that happened during the word. So after they'd performed their song, Her Jazz, which is probably the most popular song by Huggy Bear, um, they were in the back room with, with some of their fans and they stayed to sort of watch some of the show. And there was this report about American models who called themselves the Barbie twins. And there was a lot of sort of sexist commentary and stuff about it. And the band were really, really upset about it. And they started shouting and having a go at the presenter, um, Terry Christian. Um, and they were basically ejected from the studio and a spokesperson for the word later claimed that the band, um, one of the band members had bit one of the security guards' faces or something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the editor of Louder Than War, if you know John Robb, he's a great guy, um, he was actually with the band in the studio and he says that none of that that happened. I mean, the band did get upset, but they obviously no didn't one bit attack anyone's face. Anyone? No, no <laughs> one was no bit. There was biting. no biting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but but that story actually made the front cover of uh, Melody Maker, basically. So you know, for for a band that were quite a big deal back in the early nineties, um, and having the cover of Music Press and stuff like that, the fact that when you Google them, you know, their wiki entries so short. And you can't really find much about them. I just find really disturbing because they were such an important band. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I have about about them. That's interesting. Really. I've never but, heard uh, of them. I have to go check them out. Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. And they get their name from, you know, Starsky and Hutch. There's a character called Huggy Bear in it, and that's where they, they get that from. I normally, you know, I'm normally, I really wanted to find like conspiracy theories and stuff. I, I love all that crap. Oh, right? yeah. But um, I found, I found nothing <laughs> today. But, um, but just I'm like, still oh. fascinated by the tunnels, to be honest. So, yeah, me same, too. I'm same, really fascinated by same. the tunnels. Um, I think, should we, should we play Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you do your new music pick and then we can finish okay. on that. Not shit quiz, but wonderful quiz. So I'm going to play a track called Mackerel's Funky Mission by the band called Jen. Here it is. It was sometime past midnight I had a dream of the warm sea and the sunset so low I didn't want to go on my own I just dreamt of the magic island Thank you. 
stopping Spain. I've always liked them Spanish ladies. I was told that they're into mackerel. Take me to my destination. was the song Mackerel's Funky Mission. So I think that's quite different for, for them. It is, and it was I'm really very funky. interested in that title, I have to say. I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know how many songs have Mackerel in the title, because I reckon it, they're a one-off. <laughs> they win on that one, don't they? Yeah, they win. I think they win. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, there's, there's you know, that they, they cite their influences as... Um, Kind of nod towards the slits, Jefferson Aeroplane, Warpaint, The Doors, and Goat Girl. There's some real 70s yeah, groove going on in that song. Well, I follow their drummer Sophia on Instagram. Yeah. Um, they're like drumming has just become so much more technical over the last. I mean, I, maybe not. I maybe I've just noticed in lockdown because I like watch everyone's stories. Yeah. But they're like shit hot on drums now. Like, well, I guess like always have been, but like way more technical and I'll just sit there like how are you doing that how are you doing that I can't I love a drum video I've just noticed I've actually um, from their press release they rec- record- recorded they recorded they notated they listed they wrote it's on here it's the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> so Angela's <laughs> 
Oh, dear, yeah. I dreamt of the magic island, Malta, which is spelled out. I love it when people spell words out. It's brilliant. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I'm what? just impressed that they can spell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, well, no, because in the last step, I've just got a new appreciation for people to spell stuff out because one of the first songs that actually did that was Aretha Franklin's cover version of Respect, where she spells out respect as in to just make it plain and simple to men that that's what women want is respect. And I just thought, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I like spelling now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we're joined by the band Arx and uh, how you doing? I'm burning up in this. In this, in this <laughs> you've, really become, you've, become very, you've become very flush. <laughs> no, it's just it's Kerry. Oh, no. You know because this is your bedroom and this this used to be Kerry's bedroom. Um, she sort of like almost like an occasional flatmate that just sort of stays here, but it's the hottest room on the it planet. Is. And I don't know why. There's no heating on down here. It's just, it's so hot. <laughs> Good choice to put all your instruments there. Are you keep playing there? You must be boiling. Shove Kerry in the corner. That's it. It's, it's actually torture every time. Like people who work out in sweatsuits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've, you've recently put out a single, which is doing incredibly well. I saw that it was added to an enemy playlist today on Spotify so well done on that one but what's what's next this year for you guys so the first thing that's going to happen is we'll have a music video out soon which we're very excited about yeah Uh, snorkels that's what that's the only teaser I'm giving you Um, they feature in the video (laughs) (laughs) it was very fun and cold Mm mm-hmm um and yeah so we have a tour booked hopefully cross fingers for august and september and probably october and november if we can um and yeah we will be bringing out more music we have remixes too do we do we say that No. no go on go on clara it's an exclusive. We haven't even announced it. We've got um, three remixes coming out of Deep. Um, so they'll be staggered out over the next few months. All right. So I have lovingly prepared a quiz for you guys. And uh, and this is how we're going to do it. So it's about Brighton. It's not a music related quiz for the most part because anything because Angela has number one knocked out half my questions (laughs) (laughs) because we have not coordinated um so yeah so this is how we're gonna do it or how I've decided we're gonna do it and I hope you're gonna agree to it uh so we're gonna do this like how I make the kids I teach do quizzes at the end of a lesson when I'm trying to make them answer questions but trick them into thinking it's a game um so uh they're five aren't they so this is a quiz for five no, the quiz, the quiz is not like the quiz I would give them, but the format we're going to use is like what I would do with them. All right, okay. Because okay, if, if we were doing that, I would have had to have taught you a song and then be like, what notes did we learn today? <laughs> um, which is not what's happened. 
couldn't do that to be honest that sounds more advanced than what <laughs> otherwise yeah I've like I've gone through your songs and I've analysed them <laughs> what chords are in the verse of deep no um, so this is what we're going to do so the quiz is about Brighton uh, Hanny and Clara you're a team okay so it's Arcs versus Bug Eye you two are obviously representing Arcs and just Angela is representing Bug Eye I was going to say you were my team Kerry for the I obviously have the answers so it's about Brighton so technically Arcs you should have the advantage although Angela has obviously been researching things so it's possible she might have found some of the things that I've got right so we'll see what happens so I'm going to ask the question the first few questions you have to buzz in if you think you know the answer Okay, so, and the way you're going to buzz in is with an animal sound. So you need to pick an animal sound to be your buzzer. So Angela, what is your buzzer sound going to be? Oh, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> and, uh, and what is that? What animal is that supposed to be, Angela? No, it's a noise. Is that, is that a monkey? I yeah, think, but let's, what go you're going for? let's go with that one. Yeah. yeah? Hoping you yeah. bring back the horse. You did that anyway. <laughs> Oh yeah, right, I'll do a horse. No, yeah, that'll be me. Okay, yeah, Angela okay. is going to be uh, on team horse. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Hanny and Clara? What is your animal sound going to be? Yeah. Okay, so it is uh, bug eye versus ox, or horses versus cows. If we were doing this in my class, <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask a question. If you know the answer, you got to buzz in as quick as you can. Whichever sound I hear first, I'm going to get you to answer the question. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, it's going to pass to the other team. Oh, there's some stress in this, isn't there? <laughs> getting hotter. <laughs> I'm basically just trying to see if I can make Angela overheat before we finish the podcast. Okay. <laughs> the first question actually is music related. So, who won the Eurovision Song Contest when it was held at the Brighton Dome in 1974? <laughs> was that horse noise I heard, I think? <laughs> And Clara's died. <laughs> the face was better than that. <laughs> Angela, sorry, what was what was the it answer was that you gave? With Waterloo, it was Abba with Waterloo. Correct. One point. One point to Angela. Uh, and bonus fact about the the dome: Did you know that Pink Floyd debuted "Dark Side of the Moon" at the Brighton Dome in 1972? No. No, I didn't know that. Sounds like something they'd do. It does. It does sound like something they'd do. In the stables, I think they were inspired. (laughs) That's why that's why Angela got that question, because it was about the stables. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So Brighton is home to Britain's oldest what? No. Angela. Um was it was the first place. That had a casino. That might be right, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Over to the cows. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, If they get it wrong, I think I know what this is. Is it the pier? No, it's not the pier. Back to the horse. Is it? Is it the oldest naughty video film? Blue movie. <laughs> no, but that's close. Back to the cows. Last chance. Brothel. No, not brothel. It's uh, it's home Good to palette. Britain's oldest cinema. Oh, so the the Duke that's... of York cinema is reputed to be the oldest cinema in continuous use really? in Britain. 
Uh, and then the next line is just sort of selling it and offers cozy theatre s surroundings <laughs> which towards the latest <laughs> <laughs> runs of all time classics it's a very nice cinema it is. <laughs> it is so good try guys but no points on that round okay staying with a similar theme we're not considering where, how we've gone so far I'm not sure you're going to get it Brighton is home to the world's oldest what <laughs> no it's not like saying it and you didn't buzz in <laughs> Follow the format, Angela. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Um, do we have a clue? Do you have yeah. a clue? Um, Is it a place or a object? It, it's a it's it's a it's a tourist attraction. Okay, a tourist attraction. Or it's, yeah, it's a place. It would be a tourist attraction. Um, I was going to say beach. <laughs> I think I, I think oh, I, I know this. I do know this. I think I heard a cow noise though before oh, that. I thought oh, I heard a cow noise. No, it's oh, no. gonna be wrong. Is it a beach hut? It's it's not a beach hut. Okay, never mind. Back to Angela. <laughs> is it is it like um I wanna say the aquarium? because uh, I think because I took Beth there last year and I think I read something about that. But it doesn't look particularly. Are you old. going with aquarium or not? Mm, I'll go on. You don't, we will. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the aquarium. Ah. Yep. So apparently, uh, according to my research, uh, the yeah, the Sea Life Centre on Brighton Seafront is the oldest aquarium in the world, dating back to 1872. That's crazy. And, and apparently it also has England's longest underwater observation tunnel. It is long. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> Can confirm. It is long. They make, okay. me, they make me feel a bit sick. Those. Th- I just have to walk really, really quickly through them. I just feel like something's going to crack at some point, and you're going to have a shark on your head. And I, I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not really not into it. Okay. So at the moment, we've got two points to Angela. None. To, uh, well, two points to Bug Eye. None to Ox. Um, this is going to be your last buzz in question and then the other questions are going to be closest answer because they're more guessy ones um so okay. brighton has two nude claims to fame what are they nude, nude. oh sorry oh sorry yeah. cows a a nude cycle race thing correct that's one of them what's the other one a nudist beach uh yeah i'll give you that so it was the first place in britain to open a naturist beach in 1979 the Best year. <laughs> Best year. 1979 always comes up, right? In pretty much every single podcast. Okay, hold on, hold on. The reason it always great. comes up is because you just change whatever the date is supposed to be and accidentally say 1979 instead. <laughs> it's not actually that it comes up every time. <laughs> just because it's the year that you were born. <laughs> um, yeah and then the the Brighton Naked bike ride um, which every year there's nearly a thousand people go as bare as you dare on their bikes through the city on an eight mile bike ride demonstration to bring attention to cyclists visibility on the road is a 
a sight <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> Especially when you forget it's that day. I bet, <laughs> You're just I like, bet. And then they kind of a lot of them then like veer off to go home and um, and you're like you're way off the path now like come on (laughs) it's it's really good when they're all together yeah for sure but when you're just a lone cyclist it's not quite the same right (laughs) quite concerning when you're walking to work yeah like maybe bring your pants for the cycle home do you know what I mean (laughs) I just don't get it I can't I was about I was gonna say would you do it no (laughs) Clara take her hat off I'm gonna barefoot. (laughs) Barefoot, that's as bare as I dare. (laughs) Okay, so I've decided you get two points for that one. So we're now neck and neck. Two points each. Very generous. Made up made up the difference with uh with that question. So the next ones are, if I'm being honest, not that interesting. But (laughs) it's what it is. So uh, these are going to be closest guess wins. So you can each have a guess and the closest one wins. Okay. So there are more restaurants in Brighton and Hove than anywhere else in the country. What is the ratio of restaurants to people? So how many restaurants are there per person? No, sorry. How many people are there per restaurant in Brighton? So so there's one Um, restaurant for every how many people? Just a guess. Are in Brighton. Um, How many um, people are in Brighton? Yeah, I have no idea. I'd say a hundred. Okay, so your guess is one in a hundred. That feels too high. But I'm sorry. I'd say maybe slightly higher. Two hundred and twenty. I'd say one for every like fifty. One for every fifty. Okay. I think okay. we're a team, honey. So we've got to go. No, you can. I've. You can. You can each have a guess. This quiz is weighted in your favour, but that's okay because actually Angela is the one who was right, the closest. So your really? guess is really close. Actually, you guess one in two hundred twenty. It's one in two hundred and fifty people. Really close. Wait, one really? That's, yeah, one restaurant. Yeah, one restaurant. Really, I think you should be moving to Brighton, Angela. You. <laughs> So yeah, apparently, yeah, one restaurant for every 250 people. And there's also one drinking establishment for every 320 people with over 1,400 licensed premises. Yeah, there's meant to be a pub for every day of the year in Brighton. Yeah, with some to spare. Yeah, really. Love it. Um, so um, now we're getting really interesting. Um, <laughs> how many light bulbs are there on Brighton Pier? <laughs> Oh God! That's like how many sweets you know. Yeah, that's the reason. The reason I've asked these though is because I'm like, why does this fact even exist? Like, why is somebody? Why was I able to find this fact? Do you know what I mean? The the person who looks after the pier would know. Who has to go round and bloody replace them all? Yeah, there's loads missing as Um, well. (laughs) I don't know if they've been taken into account, but um, yeah. So, how many light bulbs are there on Brighton Pier? No. You don't have to buzz in. <laughs> Do I not anymore? I just like to. I just keep Everyone doing just that. Anytime I want to say something, You're really, as <laughs> excited as the kids I teach. Yeah. Um, twelve thousand. Okay, Angela's guess is twelve thousand. Got a question? Does it include the ones in the casino area? 
you're asking a level of detail that I do not have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I One found, of those machines has got at least 100 on them. So. I, I, I found a fact that told me a number of light bulbs and I ran with it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to go 15,000. 15,000, so slightly higher than Angela's. What are you going to go for, honey? 100,000. 100,000. <laughs> oh, mate, I've got to do maths now to figure out who was closest. Although it doesn't matter because it's definitely Ark's team. Um, 60,000 light bulbs. Oh, man. 60,000 light bulbs. That Six- seems like an excessive number of bulbs. I bet they're not energy saving. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not an eco peer, if we're being honest. Um, right, last question considerably more annoying than the previous question uh approximately how many pebbles are there on oh, brighton beach oh, Harry. <laughs> how, how, how would they know that that's that's not like, i'm telling you i found a how, number how? 10 billion the, the, it's, it, yeah it's got to be billions isn't it so what are you going for honey yeah 10 billion Ten, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to give you a clue because otherwise I feel like we're going to be way off. It's less than a billion. Less than a billion? No, okay. It's less than a billion. That to be true. <laughs> Are you disputing my fact? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 70 million. Okay, 70 million. Um, oh, I was going to also say 70 million. That's a bit spooky. <laughs> that is quite spooky. I'm going to go, how many people did you, was it 250 people per restaurant, did you say? I'm going to go with 250 million. <laughs> Are you doing the maths right now? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really because sure how it relates to restaurants it, sure. pebbles are made. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that does give you the winning point uh, because it is apparently based on what I'm not sure, approximately 614 million 600,000 Six- pebbles. How I have no idea. So, Angela, how many pebbles per person in Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that brings dear. our quiz to a super exciting conclusion. Uh, would you like to know who won? I think no, but yeah. yes. So, it was close, though. So, in second place, with three points... <laughs> Technically, two <laughs> was the cows slash ox, <laughs> and in first place with a mighty four points, so just one point in it is Bug Eye and the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Angela, give us one more horse noise. You know you want to. <laughs> You went like, like that coming out. That was the noise. That was a cheeky, we're a cheeky, creepy thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then you really went full throttle into the name, channeling the horse. I also, I also had a a question about the um, the most haunted thing and some examples, but it sounded like you didn't want to hear about them, so I just stayed away from it. Most haunted spot in Brighton is the Lego shop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no sleep for me tonight. <laughs> so yeah, that was a little insight into what I put my my kids through at the end of a lesson.
I mean, it sounds like they have a great time. I love it. Yeah, they love it. They're like, the quiz game, yeah. the quiz game. I'm like, guys, it's just me tricking you into learning. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all about it, so it's great. <laughs> I love I love tricking kids into doing things that is actually really helpful. Oh, I yeah. used to um, teach my yeah. friend's little brothers um, that there was like different ninja levels and you had to complete all of them to become an ultimate ninja. One of them was like level 39, cleaning ninja. <laughs> <laughs> you have to clean your room in 30 seconds oh my god this is amazing that's brilliant I need to teach Beth that. I, I need to, I I need to yeah. teach Beth that. I feel like I might find a way to use this <laughs> when I'm teaching this sounds amazing <laughs> it was like a very helpful game sounds like it I think I might need that in life <laughs> <It's an adult laughs> version. Um, so I guess we've come to the end of a fact-filled show. Not all interesting <laughs> facts, but facts nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, every fact is interesting to someone, I'm sure. Oh, there you go. There you go. So someone... There's a, ge- there's a geologist Someone somewhere. out there is going to love the show. listening somewhere who was super thrilled to find out how many pebbles there are on Brighton Beach. The person who counted them was thrilled <laughs> that you mentioned. <laughs> and they're like, finally, the recognition. My life's work. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get the name though, so you know. So you mentioned that you have a music video coming out. When can we expect that? Um, we don't have a release date as of yet. A great question. Quiz <laughs> <laughs> <Good> question. <laughs> Let's say May. May time. We'll go with that. Yeah. If it's before, bonus. <laughs> but don't like to overpromise. So let's say May. Amazing. Yeah. We don't know is, is the general answer of that question. Well, that's fair enough. You just got to keep people waiting. So where can people find you on social media? Although we'll put all the links and things in, in the show notes. So where can people find out about you? Oh, okay. At... Arx, A-R-X-X, and then band, because that was inventive. Um, if you just Google Arx, you'll get lots of things about wall insulation. That's not us. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is us. That's how we decide we've, ma- we've made it, is when we come up above the wall insulation. Yeah. Totally. We have, we have the same thing with classic cars, when people search oh, bug eye. Yeah. 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 So it looks like if you do, do hashtag bug eye, it's like, wow, they've been tagged like over half a million times. No. <laughs> cars, cars. We had a song called The Storm. And we, <laughs> when you search Arcs The Storm in YouTube, it just comes up with storm insulation. <laughs> There's like hundreds of videos of it. And we were like, oh, God. <laughs> you always discover these things far too late, don't you? Yeah. Like, why did we choose <laughs> yes. this name? <laughs> really committed. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're listening and if you've got new music you want us to feature or a story that you want us to tell badly, please do email us at rockpoprambles at gmail.com. And I think that's 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 kind of it, isn't it, Kerry, unless you've no. got anything else no, to really. add. I'm, I'm sure there was some proper housekeeping to do, but I just I'm, I'm <laughs> my head's gonna explode. I'm so hot. I need to get out of this room. <laughs> Oh dear. So I think we'll we'll end on um an arcs song. Um so do you mind if we play 
call me no go for it it's a genius song and do you want to tell us a little bit about that i love the video for that song by the way it's, it's, it's superb superb so what's the song about uh so call me crazy is all about um it's about like an kind of inner dialogue of mine about my mental health about living with like depression and yeah it was just kind of we, we wanted to talk like bring something to the conversation to address the stigma around mental health but also it felt like a very appropriate time to be talking about it because most people are experiencing their mental health in more of an extreme way at the moment um but yeah so that's what it's about and it's kind of just a little bit of a love letter to anyone listening to it to show that we're all in it together (laughs) i'm really distracted by what's beeping right now It's calling me. <laughs> Is that what it was? I was so distracted. <laughs> I thought it was Angela doing something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, that's. I kind of thought, what's what's going what's going on? What's going on? All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're going to end the show with um. An arc song called Be Crazy, which was a single before last, which is absolutely superb, as I said. And yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for allowing us to ramble at you. For ages. <laughs> it's been lovely. Call me crazy. I'm sad all the time. Call me, call me. I'm going out of my mind. Why you gotta be like that? Hey! Why you gotta be like that? Better, I know better, you know better
crazy I'm sad all the time 